Investing in marketing sounds like it's expensive. And as a small business owner, you're thinking, I don't have money to spend on marketing. So then how do you even go about marketing your business? Social media must be the only way, right? Wrong. Hi, and welcome to Startup Marketing, the podcast created with female founders in mind. I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, and I'm a marketing coach who teaches female startups how to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I spent 10 years working in the corporate world before starting Authentic, and no matter where I'm working, I love branding and marketing. And now I'm here to break down my exact blueprint to starting a business, branding it, and marketing it for growth. Together, we can build something crazy successful. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode seven of Startup Marketing. Today, I'm breaking down my favorite and free marketing strategies for small businesses. Last week, I talked about the importance of putting together a marketing plan to help grow your business and increase profitability. Now, if you listened to that episode and thought, um, that's great, but I don't have any money to invest in marketing. Have no fear. There are free and useful channels that you can use that will greatly benefit your business. First, let's start with the one that everyone thinks of right away. Social media. For good reason, social media is an easy place to start. Chances are you already have a personal network that you can leverage to start promoting your business. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, that you don't want to be one of those people on social media, the one who's constantly peppering their friends with requests to buy things. And trust me, I can relate, but there is a middle ground to being totally silent on your personal channels and someone who's super obnoxious about selling your business and promoting your products and services. So start by setting up your business pages. Once you've got those ready to go, share your new adventure on your personal page. Some of your family and friends may have no idea that you've been planning to start a business. So tell your story loud and proud. Your business is going to be a big part of your life from now on. You'll be able to feel the love and prime your family and friends to show their support. After you've shared your story, invite your family and friends to follow, share, and support you on social media. I like prefacing this request with some real honesty on my personal pages because then when the invite comes, it feels less like you're trying to sell your family and friends something and more like you're inviting them into your world. Plus, you likely have someone in your network that can help refer others to your business. So make sure you consistently share your business posts to your personal pages as well. It doesn't cost you anything to be on social media, which is why it's always the first stop for women who are starting their businesses. But being present on social media and growing your business takes time and thought. Something we'll go through in a future episode. One thing I want to note about social media, when you're choosing what platforms to be on, don't just choose the ones you like to participate on. Conduct some good old-fashioned market research and see where your ideal customers are hanging out and start there. Having a solid social media presence doesn't do anything for you if you aren't in the right spaces. So put yourself in your customer's shoes and start there. 
Facebook and Instagram are often the first stop for new business owners. And I believe staples to your social media, as long as they make sense for the type of product you sell and your target audience. But don't forget about others like Pinterest and LinkedIn, as well as exploring newer social media platforms like Snapchat and TikTok. If you're service-based, LinkedIn will likely help you connect with people who need your services. And Pinterest, while often thought of as a social media channel, functions more like a search engine. So do your research and find the best social media platforms for you to be on. And focus your time and energy on making two or three of them really good, rather than trying to be present on every single platform. Now, let's do a little bit of a deeper dive into Pinterest. You may not be thinking of Pinterest as a must-be spot for your small business. I know I didn't, but listen to this. Pinterest recently hit over 10 million unique visitors, making it one of the fastest growing websites. The site is notorious for converting viewers into buyers faster and more frequently than any other social media channel. 47% of the users log on to make purchases. That is insane. Pinterest reaches 83% of women ages 24 to 54, and 40% of U.S. dads say they use Pinterest. 78% of Pinterest users say that even the ads are useful, and overwhelmingly, people feel like the platform is positive, a welcome win for brands in today's day and age. So what I'm saying with all of these statistics the opportunity is that to Pinterest put a URL back to your own content you or website on the pin, which means you can drive more traffic to your website. You can add a pin button to your website, which allows people to save information directly from there. And you can do an incredible amount of research to see what's hot in any industry. So you're creating products and services your ideal audience finds valuable. If you're not on Pinterest, create a business profile today and get pinning. Now, once you have your social media channel set up, the next stop is an email marketing provider. There are plenty to choose from out there and they range from free if you're under a certain number of subscribers to relatively inexpensive per month. Think around $20, pretty affordable. The most popular and free marketing provider is by far MailChimp. Another one to consider is Mail Octopus. You'll find mixed reviews on any service you Google, so my recommendation is to pick a couple to research, then pick one of those and go with it. You'll end up in analysis paralysis if you try to compare too many. Also, you'll want to make sure that you look at services you already pay for. For example, some website providers offer a free email engine with them. If you use Square to allow people to check out via your mobile phone, you have access to customer emails that they input at checkout. So before you sign up for the service, check to see if you've already got access to one. For the record, the email provider I use is Flowdesk. They're still in beta, so there are some small features that I've noticed are missing. But overall, if you haven't used an email marketing platform before, Flowdesk is by far the most intuitive one that I recommend. Having worked in at least three other email marketing platforms, I preferred Flowdesk because I don't get lost in the system. The templates are clean and they have a modern aesthetic that's really easy to edit. So. Email marketing leads me to my most favorite way to promote your business for free, sending emails to your customers and clients. 
So if you have the ability to collect email addresses, you need to be doing it. I know it sounds super obvious because I just recommended an email platform, but this is something that's often overlooked when you're caught up in the chaos of just trying to keep up with your day-to-day operations. It seems like something that people get annoyed by easily. And it's often a thing that I hear small business owners say, oh, I skipped that because I just, I don't want to annoy people or I hate giving my email address out. So I just don't ask my customers for that. But this is the smartest thing you can do for your business. Why? Because you own these email addresses. So if Facebook or Instagram disappear next week and you haven't ever collected email addresses to stay in touch with your community, they're completely gone. But if you're collecting an email address when a customer checks out with you or by creating a piece of content that you share with someone in exchange for an email address, you have a way to stay in touch with your community no matter what. Plus, these are people who have raised their hand and said, yes, I am interested either because I've already purchased something from you or I'm willing to give you my precious email address in exchange for the content and the offer you have available for me. It's smart and it's something that's easy to do. Then it allows you to stay in touch with that community and get your products, services, and offers out in front of them for no cost to you. Don't worry, this will definitely be a future episode where I do a real deep dive into email marketing and why it's super important. But just know this, getting yourself set up on an email platform today is going to help you right out of the gate. Next, create a Google My Business listing. This is an easy way to build an outside link to your website, which Google really likes to see and helps you rank higher in search results. It's relatively easy to do. Simply log into the Google account that's associated with your business or create one if you don't have one. Go to google.com slash business and click start now in the right corner. Add your business name, fill out the information about your business, and then select your business category, add things like your website and your phone number, and finally choose a verification method. If you're a new business or even an existing one looking to gain more visibility on Google, this is a great place to focus your early efforts. If people are searching for a product or service near them, they're likely close to purchasing said product or service. So you want to appear in those search results. Once you have a Google My Business page set up, make sure you put your best foot forward and include nice photos and edit the info section to be as up-to-date as possible. Finally, let's talk about something I've been consistently mentioning throughout this episode, creating a website. I personally believe having a website is critical to your small business. The short reason why is because it gives you a space to thoroughly tell your story and promote your brand that you own. I hesitated to include creating a website in this episode because it's technically not free. You do have to pay on a yearly basis for the URL that you use, but that's usually a relatively minor cost. I also hesitated because I don't want to make building a website seem like it's the easiest thing to do. Some of you may be the types of entrepreneurs who can learn and tackle anything. Others may not be the kind who want to give away their precious time to learn something so completely outside their scope. Whichever kind of entrepreneur you are, it's totally okay. 
I'll be honest, I have a WordPress site. And when I started creating it, I thought it was going to be pretty simple having managed a WordPress website that had hundreds of pages in my former job. And I was quickly humbled to learn that managing a website and being able to understand what web developers are saying to you is not the same thing as being efficient at building your own site. In fact, I have a good friend of mine who's a web developer that helped me build mine. And there are still days when I have to send him a Slack message and ask him to answer my questions. So for those of you who like to dig in and learn something, no matter how much time it takes you or how new and out of scope it feels to you, add a website to your free list. It's totally possible to build your website on your own. If you're like me and you'd rather pay someone to do it, put website on your expense list. In the end, my friend built my site turned it over to me so that I could design it, and then I hired someone to write copy and do the search engine optimization work for me. I took the middle ground. It's totally up to you, but regardless, for me and my clients, I always, always recommend having a website. I believe it lends you credibility and gives you a space that you own to really share and flesh out your brand. If you're not sure where to start with a website, start by checking out sites like Wix, Squarespace, WordPress, and ShowIt. They have templated websites that you can simply go through and customize to make look your own. It's totally where I started with my website. So you can definitely dig in and decide if you want to use one of those templates to create your own website and hire somebody to write the content and help design it. Or if you want to go and give it the good old college try and put it together yourself, either way, it's a good option and you can definitely get started for free. And that's better than having nothing. So stay tuned. I'll be doing an entire episode in the coming weeks to do a deep dive on how to choose a website platform and how to go about creating your website, keeping it free and pretty low cost all the way up to customizing it and paying somebody to do it for you. To recap, there's five things I love for small business owners to do that are free marketing strategies. First is social media. Second, email marketing. Third, Pinterest. Fourth, creating a Google My Business listing. And fifth, creating a website. Download my free checklist at getauthenticbranding.com resources to keep these in mind. Next week, we'll build on these strategies and discuss some paid options to add to your list. If you're ready to brand, grow, and market your business and you need a partner, send me an email by visiting my website, getauthenticbranding.com. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help other women like you find it. Until next time.